women of color face more significant challenges in the tech industry. While a total of 27% of computing roles are held by women, only 3 and 2% are held by black and Hispanic women, respectively, according to Accenture. While those stats are totally improper, they don't have to be. Join Mimi Jacks at the Blackest Tech Conference, August 7th through 11th, where we are trying to educate and inform our community to make a bigger impact in the tech industry. Visit blackesttechconference.com for more info. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to walk down the beach and then somebody will invite me to a party. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. And my friends are like, no, he doesn't work with the resort. I'm like, you sure? He looks just like that other guy. Like, you know, I'm just he one, so one nice. of those. <laughs> he's so nice. You know, such a free spirit. Welcome back to another episode of Improper Mimi. It is I, your host, Mimi Jacks, and we're going to talk about things that empower women at home, work, and play. And if you're ever missing me by chance, you can always go subscribe over on YouTube and watch some of the previous podcast interviews on YouTube as well. So I love to travel and I know you guys do too. And the guest that we have today, I've been following her for a while. I'm always impressed with her content and you guys definitely are going to have to follow her too. I am sitting here with the bag lady, Meredith San Diego, and I'm so excited to have her here because we are going to just chat about some of the things that she's gotten into with solo travel, some of the mistakes I've made because you know, I'm totally improper. I'm just so happy to have you with us today. Hi, Meredith. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for taking your time and having me here as a guest. Absolutely. Um, we definitely appreciate those loyal fanships. I am here for you guys. So I appreciate <laughs> when people are laughing or crying or just getting downright irritated by whatever content I put out there. <laughs> so I appreciate that so much. And I definitely look forward to um, listening to more of your improper tips about traveling and life in general, because I'm sure there's tons to find out and tons that is pretty hilarious as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so funny. It's more like things of what not to do, you know, things that I've done. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to walk down the beach and then somebody will invite me to a party. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. And my friends are like, no, he doesn't work with the resort. I'm like, you sure? He looks just like that other guy. Like, you know, I'm just he one, so one of those. Nice. <laughs> he's so nice, you know, such a free spirit. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I introduced you, but I want to give you a chance to also introduce yourself and even, you know, like how you came up with the name Bag Lady, like Bag Lady? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, world. For those of you who don't know me, um, I am your favorite bag lady and Meredith San Diego. Bag lady itself is just like a term of endearment that has always been thrown <laughs> at me uh, by friends and family because I like to carry a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just used to make jokes that they could hear me coming down the hallway with all my bags <laughs> dragging and slapping against my legs or each other and whatnot. But, uh-huh. you know, for me, I just like to be efficient. So if that means having two or three bags or something, then, then so have it. So that's where that originated. And Meredith San Diego, Meredith is actually my born middle name, my given middle name in life. And San Diego, where I am born and raised, I was also very, very much influenced by Carmen San Diego yes. and her travel wherewithal, a little uh-huh. bit more of her... Uh, <laughs> espionage, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I loved how much, uh, how, how diverse her travel package was. And so, and I love the tagline of where in the world is Carmen San Diego. So I just kind of adopted it into my own with where in the world is Meredith San Diego, since I have gallivanted solo across six different continents and over 55 different countries. So oh, where wow. in the world can you find me? You'll have to log on to find out. <laughs> that's right. You never know because you could literally be anywhere at any time. Anywhere. And how did you get into like 
traveling solo? You know, circumstance. Mm. <laughs> I think most people might say, you know, I went through all the regular hoops that everybody else did and all uh-huh. the same frustrations that people have with wanting to travel today. You can't find someone who can go with you. Or if you do, they can't afford the budget of which you want to travel on or they can't align the same time off as you to travel together. So it's a consistent problem. So instead of letting it be something that deterred me or prevented me from continuing to go, mm-hmm. I just went anyway. So that's pretty much how that went. It is behoove of me to say, though, I had the gumption and the wherewithal to decide to join and was gratefully, graciously accepted uh, to serve in the U.S. Peace Corps. But I did that solo as well. So my solo, my first solo traveling trip was actually ahead of my service in a way to kind of prepare myself for what it would be like living solo abroad. Oh, wow. And, you know, that is like one of my dreams. I love to see the different places you go and the different information that you share about the places. And I'm always like, oh, one day I want to work abroad and live abroad. But I haven't done that quite yet. I think there's still somewhat of a fear inside of me to live or travel somewhere by myself out of the country. A lot of women or Black women kind of feel the same. So when you actually embark on one of these solo trips, it just must be so empowering. It is just that. And you make Mm -hmm. such a valid point. You know, as a female alone, we are deep conditioned that doing things on our own, whether that's traveling, walking to the car, Mm -hmm. whatever it is on our own, is not a good thing to do. But then you add that additional layer of being a black female or a person of color, a female of color, or a female identifying person of color. We will be inclusive in this conversation. Absolutely. Um, It doubles it. It doubles down on that, you know, because not only do we have a fear of the world in general and being held down by the world in general, but we've also been kind of conditioned not to trust officials. So you have to go through a lot of customs checks, security guard checks and things like that at the airport. And that can be a very natural source of anxiety for a lot of people of color when they want to travel. So I completely understand it. But it is one of those things that you have to get over and do if Mm -hmm. you are going to travel internationally. By plane, by plane, because there are other ways to do things, right? So, yeah, I have one friend who she travels alone and she always gets stopped (laughs) by immigration or um, Mm -hmm. security or something. They're like, why, where are you coming from? You know, Mm -hmm. who are you with? And she is the sweetest young lady. She looks so innocent and everything. And maybe that's why they stop her. And then here I come. Yeah, you know, because maybe they think, oh, so it's going to take advantage of her, or, mm-hmm. you know, that um, she may not know what she has in her bags carrying back. Yeah. But I've done travel where I've gone overseas and maybe I've gone before the rest of the group or I've stayed longer and then everyone leaves. And so I'm alone for a period of time. And I just find that allows me to do what I want to do and to enjoy the the country the way I want to, you know, because sometimes when you're with a lot of people, you know, you could be pulled in this direction or that direction, or it's for someone's birthday or wedding and they have an agenda. That's another reason. Not to mention energies, right? And preferences. Mm -hmm. Because there are some people that I will not travel with again. (laughs) You know, the hard way. Yeah, exactly. You just like, oh, yes, you're a great person, but our energy and our vibe is not flowing. And so mm-hmm. I just don't, that's not the way that I yeah. would want to enjoy my time somewhere else. Exactly. It's like, right. you're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But in this setting, <laughs> our energies are not are not <laughs> harmonizing. We're not vibing quite as well as we should. So Exactly. 
it should be commended as well. Like, you know, the fact that even though you went with people, but you chose to stay for longer or you mm-hmm. go ahead of people in a lot of ways that should still count in your mind as solo adventuring, if not mm-hmm. solo traveling, because you are doing that. So especially on the trips that you go ahead of everybody else. So therefore you're literally traveling on your own through the airports, through the logistics and stuff, right? That's, that's solo traveling and that's the meat and potatoes of what it is. And those yeah. are the opportunities for you to have those moments of growth and empowerment, even though you're going to go meet with another group of people. I mean, it took me years of traveling to figure out what my own personal balance is. And I do enjoy a balance of solo traveling, doing small tour groups, and then maybe meeting with friends that I have because I have such a global network. So, you know, it just kind of depends, but you can always work in an element of solo traveling or solo adventure on any Mm -hmm. kind of trip. Yeah. I was just thinking, I'm like, so when you do travel solo, do you prefer to like stay in a hotel or Airbnb or with like friends or family? You know, that depends. The answer to that depended on when you caught me in my travels, <laughs> because a lot of times it could all, it could always just be whatever is cheaper, um, mm. you know, which included hostel stays and shared rooms of eight people or more something I grew way out of not too long ago. But, you know, it got me through, especially in locations that were a little bit more expensive to be traveling in. And luckily, as I said, I have been able to make such a great friend, uh, global friend network. And a lot of that comes from doing small tours because there are other women who use that as a means to travel themselves. And so you meet other women who enjoy solo traveling and who maybe live in a whole different continent than you. And so that's how I was able to take advantage of expensive locations as well, like Amsterdam or Zurich, because I have friends that would allow me to stay there, which saved me a ton of money. So, and then of course, when you get the added bonus of being able to be shown around a location like a local when you're staying with locals and that elevates a travel experience a million times. Yeah, I, I definitely love if I can, whenever I can, to travel like a local, to kind of blend mm-hmm. in, to do what they do. I don't want to necessarily be in the touristy spot where they're yeah. just, you know, going to charge or you more. Or not to stand and, out too much as a tourist, but, you know, I'm a peacock anywhere I go. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been, I think it was, it was South Africa not too long. Well, it was long ago. It was more than 10 years ago. <laughs> But it's so fresh in my mind, you know. It's but a blip. It's a blip in time. Exactly. Years. And now after the pandemic, everything's a blip. Like we could just justify that. <laughs> but I remember making travel arrangements for the first part of the trip. And I was like, oh, when I get there, I'll make the arrangements for the second part. We still did not have like a place to stay, but we were going, we went from Johannesburg to Cape Town. And it just happened to work out that a friend of a friend, we were able to stay with them. And we're like, okay, great. I was like, Whew. Yeah. you know, like cutting yeah. that one close, but. We were able to make it work. <laughs> yeah, man. And sometimes, you know, having that hot shower available yeah. and like a clean towel that's not like your quick dry towel <laughs> just makes all the difference sometimes along the way with traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So are there any, let's see, some tips or maybe some improper tips of things that we probably should not do when we're traveling. Kind of like, you know, me going off with strangers or I remember one time I was actually um, traveling. This is when I was younger, of course, and Mm -hmm. um, got on a train in Spain. It was just a layover, but I was like, Mm -hmm. let's explore the city, get on the train in Spain with my backpack on. And then someone bumps me and I'm like, "Hmm, okay. And I keep going. Next thing you know, we're on the train and I'm like, why is my backpack open? And then um, travel bowfold was gone, a passport, credit card, stuff like that. And so long story short, we got off the train, backtrack. I'm like, this is where somebody bumped me. So we're looking around in the trash. We look outside the train station, tossed over to the side is my my billfold. 
I mean, it, there was no cash in there. All they wanted was cash, wow. but all of the credit cards, the passports, lights, everything was still in there. And I was like, oh, good, because this is just a layover. I still have to get to my destination. Right. I have to get back to the airport and everything. So, And people know it Where now. were you? Which city were you in here in Spain, if I can ask? Um, I think it was Barcelona. Originally, Barcelona. we were supposed to fly through Madrid, but we missed that flight from New York. So then they rebooked us through Barcelona. Then there was a layover. And I'm like, yeah. we've got time. Let's go in the city. It was a really most good hamburger. Of, right most also. of the similar stories that I get about this are usually out of Madrid or Barcelona. Right. Although I myself has ha- have had a bit of a run-in with that when I was visiting visiting Valencia. Um, And someone just kind of was ran into my backpack. And I remember looking behind me being like, huh, and seeing a person scatter. And then it wasn't until I got like another half mile down the road to to a museum, like the art museum. I was, I turned my back around and saw that it was open and then couldn't find my wallet. And I was like, was that dude like totally ripping me off? And like, I was so flabbergasted because it never happened to me before. And, yeah. and everyone like tries to warn you. I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. It's never going no, to happen totally to me. Happen. And it happens to even the most advanced people or the people who think it can't happen to you. It can happen. It just depends on where you're at. So yeah. that leads me right into what I would say my travel tips are, because I feel like it's important to preamble this by explaining that solo female traveling to me or solo traveling in general yeah. It represents tons of things, right? It represents mm. freedom. It represents courage. It, it represents like the self-exploration, curiosity even. But yeah. on top of that, it invites opportunists into mm. your into mm-hmm. your realm, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to be vigilant. Right. That means you want to take care of what your environment is. This is something that I learned when during my Peace Corps time. It's a, it's a word that corresponds with the training that we receive, which just means be aware of your surroundings, right? right. This is important for mm-hmm. solo traveling content creators as well, because we tend to just be walking around like this with our phones and doing stuff for capturing things, right? <laughs> be yeah. aware of what your surroundings are. Pay attention to what's in the background of the screen as you're recording, because that stuff's a dead giveaway. I also mm-hmm. have tons of other really great tips for solo traveling, um, especially for female or female identifying people um, all throughout my feed. So don't get stingy. I don't gatekeep. I got a ton of stuff on there. I have been posting on Instagram for over six years now. Oh, so there's a yeah. ton of stuff you can just filter right on through <laughs> and find it. Okay. Improperly, I guess I would say, <laughs> religious beliefs and allergies and medical situations aside, sample the food in the culture that you're in. Even if you're like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I should try that. Try it. Not only will you make the cultural people that you're around very, very mm-hmm. excited and pleased, but you might find out you like something. Like I had the chance to sample kui, which is oh. guinea pig, for those who don't know, when I traveled oh. to Peru. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Was it good? A delicious. <laughs> they grilled that stuff and stuffed it up with all kind of good herbs, and it was smoky. And I was like, "Listen, I haven't had like rotisserie chicken that tastes as good in a oh minute." My. So that was delicious. <laughs> I also was brave enough to try a scorpion while I was in Cambodia on the street mm-hmm. markets at night. Mm-hmm. That also tasted good because you know what it is? It's seasoning. And a lot of people know how yeah. to use it around the world, depending on where you're at in the world. <laughs> know how to use it around the world. Right. And stuff could be good. So challenge yourself to do that. Try different things. And mm-hmm. also charge at adventure, right? I have bungee jumped. I have skydived. Ooh. I have parasailed. Do uh-huh. it all because at the same time, especially as a traveler of color, you're breaking stereotypes left and right. And exactly. I thrive on that personally. I don't know. That doesn't have to be everybody else's thing, but I'm just saying if that is your thing, mm-hmm. charge right at adventure and at the opportunities that you have to just squash those right out. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are true. I did go to Iceland. Okay. But that was a struggle because I do not like the cult. <laughs> we do not get along, but it's a mutual disdain. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Nobody needs to be upset about that. But I survived and it was fantastic. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, that's definitely a place on my list too. I was like, hmm, how can I stop by? It is the number one destination for solo female traveling this year. Really? Oh my goodness. Only ahead of Denmark by a little. Really? Denmark? I didn't even think about Denmark. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, see, things Sound to down. know, things to, you know, like keep up with Meredith so you can find out where are these like spots that hey. you want to go to. Yeah. Hey, I don't offer strategic solo or sustainable traveling consultations for nothing. I know some stuffs. Yes, yes. I, I'm glad you said that because that consultation is something that you do too. So you actually speak yeah. with, meet with, arrange for like people to find out where they want to go and actually let them know how to get there. Yeah. And the beautiful part yeah. about that is I offer a 15 minute one for free. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people cool. think you absolutely have to pay to chat with me. No, nope, you can get 15 minutes of my time for free. Yeah. You'll probably only be able to chat for a hot minute because I'm a rambler, but <laughs> hey, you'll get a lot of information in that quick ramble. I guarantee you. Yeah. And if you do have specific needs that you need to know about stuff, for example, if you're traveling to Spain, because that's where I do live, that's where I call home at this time, oh, yeah. you know, and you want to get some inside information about the strikes that have been going on for both mm. overland and air travel, mm-hmm. bet you didn't know, did you? Nope. I do. Mm-hmm. So I can help you out with all of those kind of things. All right. So this yeah. is exactly what my consultations are for. They're okay. available in 30 minutes or 60 minute links. And they're very in price depending on that. But again, there's that free one that you can do for 15 minutes. Oh, I love it. So there you guys have no reason not to actually make the moves. It's one thing to have a dream or to want to travel solo, but you got to make your plan. You got to get ready to get it happening. You know, so don't just... Don't just sit here and dream about it. There's actually no, you, you know, know, and I support spontaneity. I know a lot of people like I like to travel without a plan. Mm-hmm. Great. Incorporate that into your plans. Plan for spontaneity, if that makes <laughs> sense, right? Because if you're solo yeah. traveling, like I said, opportunists are out there and scams mm-hmm. are out there. So you do need to be weary sometimes. Yeah. And even like you just mentioned the strikes, it's like you need to all I'm in New York. So being aware of your surroundings, keeping your head on a swivel, you know, you have to do That's that like every single day. For you. Exactly. And then when you're <laughs> traveling to another country, knowing things like current events, strikes, you know, certain areas that the train's not going or that you should yep. not travel to. Like the locals don't or go there. Or certain routes that might sell out ahead of time, mm-hmm. locations that require you have reservations that did not two years ago, right? Yeah. Pre-pandemic traveling. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed. A lot has changed in the world post-pandemic. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness, so much good information that we're picking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can one up you if you, anybody who's interested in getting my free newsletter. It only comes once a month. I don't spam your box all up. But those of you who do decide to follow along my newsletter get access to really great travel information and news because mm-hmm. I implemented there. I used to post that every weekend on Instagram and it got so much attention. I decided to make you work for it. <laughs> so anyway, you sign up for the newsletter, which is free anyway. Right. And not only do you get that news information, you get to little little learn more about me as a traveler and as someone who's solo living abroad, if that's mm. something that interests you. But you also get access to two freebies. One is 100, over 100 actually, different applications that you can download in preparation for traveling solo. Another is an emergency list of every single country organized by continent. <laughs> what? That I said organized by continent. You're welcome yeah. uh-huh. for the emergency numbers <laughs> in a country, right? Because things happen. If you run and someone runs over your leg and you're in another country, you can't call 911. Mm-hmm. What, what's the emergency number in Uganda? You all know, but right. you will if you get this freebie when you sign up for my newsletter. You heard <laughs> My daughter's going to love that because I recently went to um, <laughs> Colombia and she was like, 
are you going to send me your itinerary? She's like, where are you staying? Like, you should register for this, you know, like embassy thing or whatever. I was like, yeah, I guess I should, huh? Yeah. All very good tips. Look, your daughter's already ready to go too. She's ready to do this little traveling thing. Exactly. Shoot. I mean, for a while, I thought she was going to move over to um, South Korea. I was like, I'm never going to be able to see her, but she's still in the States for now. You know, she may, you know, leave me at some point. Well, hopefully we'll help motivate her and get her out and abroad because it's important. She's already planning her next trip after um, graduation. <laughs> oh, my it. goodness. So you've been to 65 countries. 58, actually, is my count at the moment. Oh, 58. Five, yes. eight. Yes. Which sounds like a lot to some people. But when I'm in certain crowds of other travelers, I'm like the, the child in the room. People have like <laughs> 70, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm going on. Oh, you no, know. you really got me. So I, I mean, it's I commend you for that. One that I am proud of. I think I've done only maybe about 30, maybe 40 of those. I've traveled actually solo, but I've been yeah. traveling my entire life, especially growing oh, up wow. in San Diego, so close to the Mexican border. Yeah. You know, it's very easy to get in and out. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the majority of my solo traveling I began to do during and after my Peace Corps service. So that was well into my mid-30s, ladies. Mm. Huge point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start anytime. You don't have to be 21 anytime. when you do this. It doesn't have to be a gap anytime. year. Like, dude. Think of, number one, the savings account that you likely have in your 30s, right, to support this venture. Right. The common sense you done accumulated, hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, the courage that you would be able to have to take it. So I encourage women over the age of 30, 40, even 50 all the yeah. time. I have met so many amazing elderly solo mm-hmm. female traveling women, and it has empowered me 10 times fold when I get to meet them and hear their stories. Yeah. And so they any are age, so any inspiring. age will do. Yeah. I mean, I know like the last trip I've taken, I, I met at least two other black women who are traveling solo. And I was like, it just. They're out there? Yeah, exactly. They're out there and then we connect and, you know, and I found like one thing that we do is like go on different tours. So like you were saying, do the adventure, you know, don't let it hold you back. If it's something that your friends wouldn't do, or it's not something that you would think typical black people might do when you're over abroad mm-hmm. or somewhere, or even in the States, because you're not in the States, you're traveling. This is the time to do you whatever are. you want. You're in a different culture. It's, try to, it's time to try different things. That's why yeah. you left home, right? Something else. Mm-hmm. So remember that. <laughs> Don't get somewhere and then get on the couch and Netflix and chill. Get somewhere mm-hmm. and get outside. You could do that at home. <laughs> That's right. And don't forget your water bottle either. Don't forget your water tumbler, please, everybody. Travel sustainably. It is doable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got like eight water tumblers. They're gifts for everywhere you go. I mean, nobody has an excuse in this day and age to not be Mm -hmm. traveling with a water tumbler. I'm sorry. It comes in handy so much. Whether you're filling it up at the airport or you're filling it up in the hotel or you're out and about, I'm like, especially depending on the climate that you're in, I will pass out. (laughs) I need my water bottle. You know, and most importantly, you don't want to help perpetuate bad habits in certain, you know, developing nations where they're overrun or inundated with plastic waste from our culture side of the world dumped over there. Right. So don't come out with more plastic bottles. We give them enough. Yeah. Yeah. I really would love to encourage people to think about that as a sustainable and responsible traveler, you know, just think about the environment. There is tons of information that you can find that as well on my blog. That's just San Diego.com. You can mm-hmm. categorize search by my blogs for sustainable travel information, solo female traveling information. Mm-hmm. If you just want to look at some of my travel stories from when I would do a lot more tra- travel writing than blogging, mm-hmm. all of that's available to you on my website. 
Yes. Oh, good. I know such a wealth of information. Um, I am glad that you're out there, that you're sharing the info and that, and, and even that is searchable. Like you said, like you don't have to scroll through like 10,000 things to find what you're looking for. We make it easy for you. No more (laughs) excuses, y'all. It's all right there. Click, click. Yeah. And when did you know, or when did you figure out that this is what you wanted to do? You're definitely passionate about it, you know, but like I, I, you know, I still got one job. I still got five, three jobs, you know, a corporate job, a volunteer job, a, a side hustle, you know, but when did you decide like, this is like your passion, this is what you want to do? You know, traveling has always been my passion. I have very vivid memories of my eighth birthday when my grandfather gifted me with an encyclopedia, mm-hmm. Britannica, and I just went nuts from then on. And then, as I said, I've always been obsessed with different shows that were all about traveling, you know, yeah. obsessed with the Nat Geo's channel, Kid Discovery, all of that. You know, it was always something that interested me and always something that my parents uplifted me about. Yeah. Uh, my first trip internationally was actually with my father when I was 13 years old. We went over to London and to Paris together oh, wow. with the school trip. So that was really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, tons of times traveling in and out of Mexico. So when I decided that I wanted to make this something to help generate income for me, mm-hmm. it was all circumstantial and directly after my Peace Corps service and yeah. the very clear desire to not want to return to my culture's nine to five two, three job culture, which is what you just mentioned. I instead wanted to be able to live somewhere abroad where I could work on a part-time basis and have a lifestyle that I can enjoy. And that's what living in Spain affords me. And this is why I also appreciate and like to empower other women to live abroad because you really can achieve a more calm, more joyful kind of life, not having to be subject to the almighty dollar. Exactly. Oh, that is beautiful. And I love, you know, when you're saying it it is empowering and it is, it feels great to be able to make that decision and to follow through on it and to, you know, enjoy what you do, be successful at it and and encourage other people to do the same as well. You know, and it's it's important as well, especially for people of color to continue to think entrepreneurially. You know, this is only one source of income that I have for myself, you know, with traveling and traveling as an influencer and traveling as a travel blogger is so multifaceted in the ways that you can earn income. So I don't mm-hmm. want people thinking that there's just one thing that you do all the time. No, right. there's several, right? And you always, the hustle always has to be <laughs> present in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. when you're working for yourself and when you're representing things for yourself. But it is something that I wouldn't trade for anything. I mean, we say the same thing or I say the same thing in other circles when we're talking about blacks and technology. We're like, look, there are so many different aspects and so many different ways to get into technology. And we definitely want more entrepreneurs. We don't want to be left out of the next thing coming. Um, And so definitely think about options that you have for yourself. I'm currently waiting for my um, interview to, to be happening to apply for my, my residency here, more formal residency here in Spain. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping even she can purchase a property and that will just serve as another source of income. Yes. Uh, you know, that I can not only sustainably travel <laughs> for mm-hmm. my lifestyle, uh, but have something that operates more of like a home base, which is something that I craved after three years back yeah. to back of full time backpacking. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's again, traveling and full-time traveling is a life that is highly romanticized, but yeah. not one that's genuinely talked about from the honest perspective of how exhausting it is. Mm-hmm. And again, let me remind everybody, I was doing the majority of this in my mid to late thirties. So things are just different. You're mm-hmm. not 22. However, <laughs> it is still something that I wouldn't change for anything. Right. Definitely. I, you know, being able to, uh, do and be in another place and, you know, decide to live there. I, I love that. Yeah. 
it's empowering. And, and, and I know it's a shine to light for other women who have thought about doing it or consider yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. And they can just look at me and say, well, shit, she's out there doing it. And yeah, girl, she is. That's why you can <laughs> do it too. And that's why I want to empower you to know that you can do it too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've known people who've moved to other countries just because to get away from the, the U.S. And, and it could be the, the politics here or it could be a life changing event, you know, but whatever it was that could be all of the above. Mm-hmm, it could be everything of the above. Yeah. And yeah. just finding themselves in other places because it does kind of not necessarily isolates you because you do get acclimated to your surroundings and you build a new community. Mm-hmm. It definitely gets you restarted again. Like you have to, you have to find a new favorite grocery store or a bank, you know, or somewhere yep. to get shoes. So it's and there's so much beauty in those small moments of when you're forced to integrate with another culture, especially if you don't yeah. know the language. Uh, you know, it's just those are all those little beautiful moments that shape. Yeah, so much of who you will become <laughs> after you start solo traveling and start experiencing life on a solo basis. Yeah. Was language ever a big barrier or do you just at least know oh, enough yeah. that you could get through and do what you got to do? Well, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a polyglot, so I do know four languages and Spanish uh-huh. being the fourth one that I'm wrapping up. English is, you know, my mother tongue. I was pretty much raised like a Filipino, so that language is, is, is pretty much embedded <laughs> in my in my mind. Yeah. Um, I also took that as my language in high school versus Spanish, oh. considering my location to Mexico. Yeah. And so not needing really to hear Spanish, I could hear it everywhere. So, um, <laughs> And then, of course, when I was in the Peace Corps, I was stationed in Macedonia. So I did learn the local language there as an, as an expectation, as a volunteer there. And then now, of course, living here in Spain, I'm working on my fourth language, which is Spanish. And it, it ain't easy, especially Uh-oh. as I get older. Uh-huh. However, it has <laughs> very much ramped up my resourcefulness yes. and my charades game. It Ooh. is on point. <laughs> um, and you can find yourself cracking up at yourself in so many different ways as you're trying to explain certain things without the words to save them. But it's also great because those moments that you mentioned, finding a new corner store, you know, yeah. finding this, looking in that, those are those moments that I get to take to try to integrate and practice language, right? So I yeah. can get to that more time to explore with local people. So it's it's beautiful. It just depends on your perspective. Oh, I'm inspired. I'm like, I always, you know, get a little inspired and be like, okay, yes, you know, I want to practice a language, go somewhere, travel, do something new. Just half the time my family thinks that I'm never at home anyway. They're like, where are you now? Because you're always traveling somewhere. I'm like, well, I can't work from anywhere. So I could, you know, well, go here, why not go do there. It then? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I just got to find the right place and, and just do it. You know, um, yeah. nothing to it, but another to do great it. resource that I can tell you about, which will be useful for you, but also maybe for your listeners, mm-hmm. etc., um, is Away Abroad, A W A Y A B R O A D dot com. This is um, a website uh, publication that I have written for several times as well as a guest blogger, all about what my life in Spain is about. But they go into detail with guidebooks about what it's like living in specific cities in specific mm. countries. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is actually looking for genuine information from someone who's lived there, because she looks for people to write this who have lived there for a minimum of a year. So she's not yeah. just, you know, there's not just people just researching information and pulling it from the net and putting it in, <laughs> putting it into a blog and from their own personal experience, right? So it's a yeah. really great resource as well if you're looking into a specific place in the world that you want to live in because you can get all the details that you might be looking for or that you may not have known existed Mm -hmm. all right there. Oh, that is definitely a good resource that we'll put um, down below so everyone can click on it, go there, find it, you know, get some of that information, pack up your back pocket so that you go with certain Mm -hmm. knowledge, you know, you can save it for something to refer back to later, you know, when when you have time to do that research. Absolutely.
absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking for the information about the pieces that I've done um, about Spain specifically, because mm-hmm. I have lived in Cordoba, in Cadiz, and on the Gran Canaria Island of the Canary Islands. And I've oh, written yeah. about each of those um, in addition to what it was like teaching here part time, which is what brought me to the oh. country in the first place. Um, and you can anticipate one in the future that I know we're working on, which is exchanging that visa from an auxiliar or student visa to an autonomous or self-employed visa, which is what I'm in the process of trying to complete at this time. <laughs> but you can find all of that as well on my website through the As Featured In section and just scroll uh-huh. on down and click for the way abroad and it'll take you right there. Oh, my goodness. You guys hear this? Because she's talking some language I don't even know. I'm like, okay, passport, visa, but all that other stuff, like you need to know these things. Like if yes. you're seriously considering living somewhere abroad. <laughs> It is so true. If you don't speak travel, don't worry about it. We do. (laughs) And that is why we go to the experts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Meredith, thank you so much for joining me today. I know everyone's going to love this information and conversation we had. Um, How can people find you? I know we've mentioned, you know, the many things that you do, but how can, what's the best Mm -hmm. way for them to get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on here. Like I said, I definitely appreciate those who appreciate the overwhelming amount of information I throw at people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I said, I like to inspire people and that is what I'm here to do. So, right. um, but yes, you can find me on my website, as I mentioned, which was just bagladymeredithsandiego.com. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick Google search of Meredith San Diego will literally pull up everything you need to see um, okay. about me, including the, I don't know how many now, six, seven different social media platforms I'm on, including <laughs> Twitter and TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, all over the place. Right. Okay, so there's that's just only to tell you that there's so many different places that you can find information if you want to look for it, right? Um, but the always easiest hub to find anybody these days is Instagram. So you can just follow my Instagram account. You can follow my bio link in tool um, and just all the information that you're going to need to know, including the newsletter and how you can sign up for that. The latest blog that I have published, which includes seven destinations that are for solo or mm-hmm. responsible traveling minded folks and much, much more. So you can find everything you need to find there. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. And I love that SEO. You you look for Meredith San Diego, you're going to find Meredith San Diego. You're going to find me, girl. <laughs> That's right. Well, awesome. And everyone, I hope that you definitely, if you're considering traveling solo, or if even you want some information and resources on learning about a country that you're anticipating or hoping to travel to, definitely reach out to Meredith. She is the bag lady. She is the solo traveler, and she has the information that you need. So again, thank you everyone for listening to Improper Mimi. You can find me also everywhere at Improper Mimi. We look forward to hearing back from you guys. Let us know what you think. Ciao. Hasta luego.